This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different? Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley Pi TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we are discussing The Stolen Diary. <gasps> it is based on a book, but let's just say it takes some tonal liberties, I'll put it mm. that way. <laughs> it's, uh, it's... It's 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 quite a ride. It's got quite a new character. Oh, it's new characters all over the place. It's oh well, a, a bonanza. I, we actually had to start recording to pretty much to stop me wasting all my ranting off air because <laughs> really, Sweet Valley High TV makers, there are okay. We'll just stop right now. And we will. You're getting ahead of yourself. I am. We will dive right in with the blurb mm. in inverted commas. And it is. Jessica manipulates Peggy. <laughs> Peggy. Peggy. Amy Sutton? No. No, no, no. no. Even Dana could chance to throw her in? No. Peggy. Peggy. Well. You're way crosser about this than I was, I have to say. <laughs> it just seemed like such a wasted opportunity. That's true. Like for a deep yeah. dive. Oh, God, by the way, don't tell us that like Peggy turns up in book 175. <laughs> Even if she does, we won't care. We'll still hate her then too. <laughs> oh, wow. I got so sidetracked that I broke off mid-sentence. So I will start again. Oh, yeah. Jessica, okay. <laughs> Jessica manipulates Peggy into breaking up Liz and Todd by having Peggy throw herself at him. I mean, she literally does throw herself <laughs> Literally. <laughs> a scorned date steals Liz's diary and spreads her secrets around the school. Uh, well, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, they're more like everybody else's secrets. Yes. But yeah. Fair point. Uh, so we begin in the bathroom of uh, Sweet Valley High, where Jessica, who's wearing a sort of a, a, a waistcoat suit and skirt suit. Yet another of her business wear. <laughs> she's a businesswoman. <laughs> she even has the pinstripe shirt. She's like she's taken a day off of Wall Street to like <laughs> go to high school in California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose. Why not? Uh, so she's gazing in the mirror and says she's so psyched about this afternoon. And we pan over to our favourite queen. I mean, of course, it's Lila Fowler. Who else? <laughs> but of course, uh, wearing another jaunty neckerchief. So uh, jaunty. She's She's got quite a lot of neckerchiefs in this episode. She just, she loves accessories, you know? She's mm. she's the accessories queen. She certainly is. Well, she uh, when Jessica says she's psyched about today, Lila says, what is it? Double shift at the carnival kissing booth. 
yeah, in fairness, that's kind of canon. It, yeah, there's been kissing booths in the books. I feel like we've had discussions before about how gross they are. Oh my God. <laughs> or just and the that's, thoughts of it. <laughs> oh, not even in these COVID times. It's mm. like a sexual harassment corner. <laughs> well, Jessica says, at least some of us were asked back this year. And some <laughs> it's an ongoing thing. And Lila make, reveals why she's not returning. Well, she made it very clear, apparently. No gold card, no kiss. <laughs> And you know what? Good for her setting some standards for herself and not catching like herpes off every random or insane valley high. She's dead right. Good for you, Lila. Indeed. Well, it turns out Jessica is really excited because she and Liz are going to a volleyball tournament. Um, but uh, Liz comes in and she's not looking happy. Yeah, uh, this is the thing. Apparently they do this every year and it's it's the babe fest of the year, according to um, to Jess. So they're, they're spectators, I guess, going to this tournament. Mm. Um, but yeah, Liz comes in looking um, a bit uh, already looking apologetic uh, and she's kind of like, oh, um, and kind of stammering over her words. But Jess is like, oh, God, nothing good ever happens when you're starting off your sentences. with uh, uh. <laughs> um, And Lila is actually very hilarious through this. Oh, my God. This whole I exchange. Love her. Oh God, because it's very clear that Liz just wants to talk to Jess and Lila's just standing there like, I'm going to hear what it is anyway, so you might as well just spit it out. (laughs) She says, personal or private, I'll find out either way. (laughs) That's it. And like Liz is kind of like stumbling over her words to to spit out the fact that uh, the thing is that she can't go to this thing with with Jessica. Um, Lila's like, out with it, you're driving me crazy. Like, like you. This doesn't actually concern you, Lila. And yes, here we are. But she's just, she's absolutely gas in this whole exchange. And oh, uh, she really is. Yeah, Liz. It turns out has to like again. This is some actually also kind of true to the book kind of yes. bullshit. I'm pretty sure stuff. things like this. Oh no, it was his mother. She had to go. Mm. Yes. So Liz's uh, reason that she can't go to this tournament with Jess is that she has to help Todd find a wedding present for his cousin. Hmm. Like the really? lamest excuse. Come on. Yes, that is not good enough. No. Uh, And understandably, Jessica is not happy. And Liz says, you know, I'll make it up to you and we'll go to the movies tonight. Um, And uh, Lila, then she just goes off and Lila Mm. agrees that this is shoddy behaviour. So Jessica asks her to go to the tournament, but Lila's not having it. And for once, it's actually a good reason. Again, yes, she's on the ball. She's like, uh, I'm not going there because obviously this is a thing happening at the beach. And she's like, do you know what those UV rays do to you? <laughs> at least someone in Sweet Valley knows. Good for you again, Lila. She's just, she's always right. That's the thing about her. <laughs> she really is. Well, we cut to the Castletown Wakefield where Jessica is rightly enraged. Oh, this is such bad form. Yeah, so poor Jess is sitting there like scoffing scoffing ice cream out of the curtain, uh, looking very sorry for herself when Liz kind of breezes in with Todd. And it's clearly nighttime at this stage and Jess has just been waiting for her. Um, And it turns out that Liz and Todd like got sidetracked because they were having so much fun at the mall and like went to get something to eat, went to the movies. And Jessica's like, oh, nice one. Maybe I should have fucking thought of that (laughs) because she's now been stood up or like bailed on twice in the one day, which is really poor form. Oh my god! No, it, it really—it's—it's it's such shoddy behavior from it Liz. Is. And uh, like Todd says, with his mouthful, 
She's like, oh, Rick read to video. And Jessica says, oh, great. An evening home alone with Homer and Marge. <laughs> Properly hey, laughed at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so funny. But yeah, I also wrote down mouthful. Ugh, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jessica also dismisses uh, Liz's explanation that they lost track of time because she doesn't understand how she could lose track of time when she's with the trained chimp. Oh my god. <laughs> a harsh diss, but fair. I know, like it's very rude, but it's very funny. <laughs> it is. Todd is affronted and he makes a jibe at, uh, at Jessica um, about her, you know, her most meaningful relationship is with her mirror. And Jessica stomps off and Liz is like, oh, come on, Todd. Did you have to? Yeah, like I actually just went down here. Uh, fucking stay out of it, Todd. Like this doesn't yes. concern you. <laughs> And also, you, you know, you, you and Liz are kind of in the wrong in this they, scenario. Oh, they absolutely are. Like, yeah, Jessica like was being rude, but like, you know, she's right to be annoyed because you completely bailed on her. So, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's not like her parents are ever home. I mean, <laughs> she was all on her own. She was completely neglected. <laughs> Todd says he'll grab a vine and swing home. <laughs> Good, do. <Don't>, <laughs> don't let the vine hit you on the way out, Todd. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Elizabeth in bed. She's pouring out her woes. But to what? Oh, she's writing in her diary, um, accompanied by a very emotional voiceover. It's great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I do love the voiceovers. And uh, yes, she's she's all stressed about this tension between um, Jessica and Todd. And I guess they're showing us that the diary is where she pours out her heart and soul. Oh, we cut to the next day at the Moon Beach. And yet again, Liz hasn't turned up to meet. Uh, this time it's both Lila and Jess. Mm, yeah, they're sitting waiting for her and Lila's kind of like, where is Liz? <laughs> but Jessica's like, oh God, you know, this again. Um, and she is extremely not happy about it. So she just starts bitching about how Jess or how Liz is spending all of her time with Todd. Uh, although Todd is actually across the diner sitting with yeah. some other people. So I was like, oh, so actually, where is she? <laughs> I like that she calls Todd the dynamic dud. I know. <laughs> it seems like a bit of an oxymoron, but I like it. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> Well, Lila accuses Jessica of being jealous of Liz's relationship with Todd. Um, but Jessica says it's not that. She thinks Todd is bland and obnoxious and she is not wrong. No, it's true. Yeah. And Lila's kind of like, oh, yeah, when you put it that way, actually. <laughs> then this random douchebag walks past and says, hey, girls, looking good. He does like finger guns and kind of like taps their table. It's like, get out of here. <laughs> Who are you? Well, or, my notes just say, whose dad is this? <laughs> oh my God. He literally looks 40. Once again, where are they casting these lads from? <laughs> and he's wearing like chinos and like, he is dressed like a frumpy dad. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Huge dad energy. <laughs> Well, apparently his name is Chris Sanders and uh, he's admiring the view. Uh, but Lila says he's not admiring Jessica because, in fact, he's had an intense crush on Liz for ages, apparently. Apparently, OK. <laughs> and then the moment that <laughs> enrages me arrives. <laughs> Because who should strut up to the table but a blonde girl? Now, I thought, oh, my God, 
they're bringing in Amy. It's happening. Said, yeah. Yes, because she says, who are we talking about? Ooh. But it is not Amy. Uh, no, some bitch called Peggy. 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 Like, <laughs> they have a wealth of characters to bring in. There are so many people this could be. True. One of the cheerleaders. I mean, Lynn Henry. Like, it could have been anybody. <laughs> and they just picked some random name out of a bag. Oh, God, yeah. But also, like, the fact that Amy Sutton was actually name-checked and made a very brief appearance in the very first episode. It's like, just just bring her back, even if it's a different actress. doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't actually remember what that Amy looked like, to be honest. So oh, we only saw her just, for, like, 30 seconds. Exactly. Just make this Not Amy even. Sutton. And it would all fit with her character anyway, that she's, like, just this horny bitch. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think that's why I felt so angry, because this is an Amy moment. Absolutely, like, yeah. Uh, such a wasted opportunity. Mm. Um, well, when she asks, who are we talking about? And Jessica points at Todd, who is over in a booth with Winston and some random guy who is never named, but seems to sort of play a significant, like, thing. it's sort of like he, he is one of the gang. Yes, this is the thing. Um, he is in the credits. He was credited as Koichi. And then when I kind of tried to find out a bit more, his character name comes up on IMDb as Koichi Yamasaki. Maybe I, he's in one of the later books. I've no, I don't think so. Because when I Google just the name alone, all that comes up is a credit for Sweet Valley High, as in the character name. Like, there's mm. nothing about the books popping up there. But like, okay, we'll get to him. But I enjoyed him, I have to say. <laughs> yes, no, he's he's actually kind of a fun addition to the gag. Yeah. But it's just the fact that like, there's, there's no, no way... introduction whatsoever. It's just like they're him and Peggy are just kind of dropped into the series. Yeah. And it's like... Who who are these people? <laughs> we are 15 episodes in. You can't just yeah. randomly turn up with like nothing ab- about like who you are or where you've come from or what the hell is going on here. <laughs> or what your name is in his case, because they're alleging that it. That's very true, actually. I was waiting the whole way through the episode for somebody yeah. to like say his name and no one ever did. Just like, know. what is happening? I was like, oh my God, are they going to say that this is Ken or something <laughs> like that? Like, that would be so cool. That would have been cool, actually. Yeah, but uh, but no, they don't. Uh, Well, he is sitting there. It's like, oh no, we've always been friends with Koichi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? You've never seen him before. (laughs) He's always been here. Um, So uh, yeah, Jessica points at Todd, Koichi, and Winston, and says, "Well, points at Todd really." Says, "We talked about that talking statue," Mm -hmm. and. Uh, Peggy says well he is chiseled to perfection <laughs> I mean is he I don't know he's got a very big neck <laughs> <laughs> well Jessica's evil scheme music kicks in and her <laughs> eyebrows raise yes indeed <laughs> and she says Peggy do you believe in fate <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So she tells Peggy that Todd and Liz are having problems and he wants to date other people and he's looking for a more aggressive lover. Oh, God. <laughs> and Peggy takes this uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down at this point, Peggy heads over in her green cardigan and velour trousers. <laughs> and basically just throws herself on his lap. Literally, yeah. She says, mind if I sit down and sits in his lap. Yeah. And he says, that seat's taken. Oh, God. But yeah. who should come in wearing a absolutely ginormous red neck or red V-neck jumper? Oh, no. Liz walks in just in time to see Peggy absolutely lobbing the cob on top. <laughs> 
There's no messing with this girl. Like she's straight in there. And Winston's eyes nearly fall out of his head. It's actually very funny. But yeah, that's the exact moment then that Liz walks in and she's like, whoa, how could you? Uh, and obviously runs away crying. So Todd has to give chase. Yes. Um, and uh, the random dude says, uh, oh, that's happened to me once. And Winston says, oh, you know, how did you get out of it? And he says, <laughs> I had to move to America. <laughs> I really liked that. At this point, I just wrote it. Okay, I love this duo. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, oh, there is a, like, there's a wealth of backstory there that I want to know more about. Can you yes. at least tell us what his name is? Come on. <laughs> we had to do the research ourselves to find out his name. <laughs> or not, in my case. Or not. <laughs> it's okay, I'll do the research. Thank you, Garrett. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, so later, Jess and in her amazing black long-sleeved crop top with a sort of bright red lipstick mark knitted into the front. Oh, it's so Miss Elfridge, isn't it? I love it. Oh, it really is. I can just see it in Cleary's in like 1994. <laughs> she answers the phone to Todd. <gasps> yeah, he uh, he wants her. He wants to leave a message for Liz uh, to tell uh, her that he loves her and he wants to talk things over. Hmm. And uh, yeah, she she takes down the message. So, uh, you know, it looks like she is going to give it because she does mm-hmm. actually take it down. She does actually they, write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And they bicker a bit. But then Liz comes in and the Jessica Ski music plays. <laughs> there is so much Jessica Ski music in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. But yeah, Liz walks in like literally seconds after Jessica has hung up. And she's like, oh, hey, any calls? And Jessica kind of thinks for like a second and kind of just crumples up the the, the bit of paper she'd written yeah. on and just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> so, um, Liz, yeah, Liz can't understand why Todd has abandoned her. She sees it. Um, and Jessica says she just has to let him go. And Jessica suggests that they do something together but Liz is too depressed oh no so yeah Jessica's plan really isn't working out here at all because even even now that Todd's out of the picture Liz is just too sad to hang out with her oh we cut to I guess it's the next day though Jessica is wearing the same clothes but (laughs) uh you know uh, I'm surprised I thought that Jessica would like to shake things up every Mm, day that's true actually but she approaches Chris, the middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> he genuinely looks like he's a teacher when he's like wandering around these halls. Oh like it's very God, strange. <laughs> he does. Um, and uh, yeah, she's got something to, a revelation to make to him. So yeah, she she sidles on up to Chris. Again, devious jingle going into absolute oh, overdrive. Oh, it's amazing. And um, tells him that Liz really wants to go out with him. Uh, and he's kind of surprised to hear this, obviously. So she says, look, give me your number and I'll get Liz to call you. He's like, oh, no, no, I'll call her. But she's like, no, no, it's better this way. It'll be good for Liz to be mm. the one to make the move here. So she she also has a kind of a leather folder, like not unlike um, Liz's, <laughs> Liz's poetry. poetry <laughs> it's obviously just Sweet Valley standard uh, school stationery. <laughs> the rest of us just had plastic, you know, ring binders. <laughs> a plastic ring binder and an old Ashling copybook. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not in Sweet Valley High where they have leather bound (laughs) if it's not leather bound what's the point (laughs) well uh, she's she's you know set her the wheels of her plan in Mm. motion and we cut to the Casa del Wakefield where Jessica wearing a striped crop top extremely Mm -hmm. 1994 is on the phone pretending to be Liz and arranging a date with Chris yeah. Now, I'm just going to say now, 
Jessica, Liz goes on a date with Chris. So I'm not like actual Liz goes on a date with Chris. So I'm not sure how she was inveigled into doing this. So you can say it's Jessica faking it <laughs> who, who suggests the date. It's very strange. Yeah, because it does just eventually kind of jump to Liz on the date. And I'm, I did kind of go, wait, did I miss something here? It's like there was a scene missing or something because there's no kind of showing us how Liz ends up agreeing to this or actually going on that because her and Todd haven't actually broken up or anything no so poor old Toddle so uh, you know between we see between yes. us seeing Liz on the date mm. we see Todd and Winston at the moon beach um, where Todd is lamenting that his gift of roses was he sent a dozen roses but mm. that was returned to him he called to the house Jessica slammed the door in his face and Liz won't return his call so he's just like look I've done enough for now I can't yeah. really do anything more at the moment um, which is fair enough Todd yeah he's you know, very he's dejected tried. poor old Todd but yeah he just figures that he's done enough at this stage and you know if she wants me she knows where to find me mm. And then we cut to Chris dropping off Liz at the Casadel Wakefield. And she says she had a nice time at dinner. So somehow she went to dinner with him. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but then he tries to kiss her. Oh, no. Yeah, he goes in for the kiss. And Liz kind of backs up and is kind of up against the car and drops mm. her backpack kind of in a panic. So stuff goes flying everywhere. Yes. Um, so he kind of helps her gather up her things and uh, and get her bag together. But like she's really like the back, kind of holding the bag in front of herself and kind of like, oh, I can see myself in. Like clearly just trying to get away from this guy. Um, yes. But he follows her up to the door like a massive oh. creep. Like it's not good. Oh, so uh, creepy because she goes up. They've got a really high flight of steps. It's uh, really long door. to get to that door, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh God, run Liz. <laughs> I know, it's not how I imagine the Wakefield home in the books. Mm. But um, yeah, she's he's sort of creeping up the stairs yeah. behind, or the steps behind her. And um, he tries to kiss her again. Oh God. Yeah, and she's like, what are you doing? But then he's all... Um, what does he say to her? Oh, like, oh, I'm just trying to get to know you better. Isn't that what you want? Um, uh, and then Liz literally says, don't touch me. <laughs> Yeah, and like, he says, "Oh, sorry, go on." No, yeah, just that. He, I just thought like that was so clear of her, and you know, yeah, good for you, Liz, stating your boundaries. But yes. yeah, apparently the words "don't touch me" uh, means, "Oh, I'm just shy." So he's like, "Oh, don't yes. be shy," and tries again. Um, <gasps> it's horrible. Like he keeps trying oh. to kiss her, and it's just grim. Like it really is, and. Uh, yeah, he's all like, I thought you liked me. And she pushes him and his chinos and mullet away one last time. <laughs> and he goes, damn it. That was very funny because he does kind of shout, damn it, <laughs> just on his own on the porch. And I was quite entertained by that. <laughs> uh, well, he stomps back to his car. Mm. But what should he spy next to it on the pavement? Oh, he finds a book uh, on the ground and kind of he does kind of turn to like bring it back up to up the stairs to the to the front door to return it. But then he kind of turns it over and stops when he sees what it is. But I don't think at that stage we actually know what it is just yet. Because, yeah. I mean, what could, what could it possibly oh. be? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know that, uh, that your minds are all racing, listeners. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's the diary. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, he takes, goes into his car and he's got his own little sort of scheming music. He does actually, you're right. Yes. His own version of the Jessica theme. So back in the house, uh, the twins are brushing their teeth at their double sink bathroom, the height mm-hmm. of sophistication. I doubt Honestly. there's a house in this country with a double sink <laughs> bathroom. No, that's the kind of thing you only get in hotels now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give that. 
<laughs> when my parents lived in Washington DC, their house had a double sink bathroom, that, or the, and I thought this was like, what is this crazed extravagance? <laughs> Two sinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know which one to choose. Oh my god! <laughs> do you just alternate every day? What do you do? <laughs> And then they had an en suite, so you know they basically they had more sinks than people. My goodness. <laughs> well, um, they're brushing their teeth at their double sink bathroom, mm-hmm. one for each twin. And uh, I like that the the different characters of their night attire. For yes, that was actually I noticed that too. It's very on brand for each of them. Yeah. Mm. Jessica's wearing a sort of oh, almost an oversized baseball shirt. Yeah, it's kind of purple and orange um, baseball <laughs> yes. shirt. Yeah, and uh, Liz is wearing very cute cotton jammies. Yeah, like full on like long sleeve, long leg jammies. They're like yellow, I think, with some kind yes. of pattern on them. But yeah, they're very cute. But it's very like, yes, these are two very different people. Yeah. <laughs> well, Liz goes back to her room and then there's a shriek. No, no. Yeah, um, Jess runs in and sees Liz just like upending her, like all the drawers and stuff in her presses because she can't find her diary. <gasps> Well, we cut to the car where <laughs> evil Chris has the diary in his hands and it helpfully says diary yeah. to giant letters over some Raphael cherubs. Yes, very much. It's a very helpful looking diary. It's like, this is what I am. Well, he has an evil grin on his face mm. as he flicks through the pages. So we know something bad is coming. And we cut to the next day in school where Chris is with Bruce and Manny. <laughs> One of our favourite twosomes. You know, it's funny because we were not that much of a fan of, of them as a duo at first. And now we're like, hooray, they're here. Yeah. <laughs> really are. We've grown so fond of all the regulars. We really have. Um, yeah, so they're kind of, I think they're like outside the mall um, hmm. at like a food court of some sort anyway. Um, oh, yeah, I thought they were at school originally, but as it goes yeah. on, it's it's uh, definitely clear at the yeah. mall. Everyone's at the mall that day for some reason at the same time. But yeah, so he, Chris is kind of just bragging to Bruce and Manny about how Liz wasn't able to keep her hands off him. Um, and he's just being really gross about uh, about the date. And then Todd like literally appears out of nowhere. Um to menace Chris, which is quite entertaining, actually, because he gets super close to his face <laughs> and um, tells him he shouldn't go around telling lies. Yes, he says, it's bad for your health. <laughs> and Chris is defiant and says that, you know, oh, me and uh, Liz have got very close. And Todd doesn't believe him until <laughs> Chris says something that wipes the, the, the I was going to say smile off Todd's face, but it's more the tough guy look. Oh, Yeah. He says um, that, oh sorry, <laughs> reveal all. As, reveal all as I think Todd might have done. I, I know, it's like, I, I need some more details. But um, yeah, Chris says, uh, oh, she told me all about your 4th of July accident. Let's just say I wouldn't let a stuck zipper get in my way. What is being implied here? <laughs> At this stage, I just wrote down, is this about riding? I genuinely don't know. Whose zipper are we talking about here? What happened? I mean, I, I, oh, I did something get caught in a zipper. <laughs> is this a, there's something about Mary kind of incident. Oh, <laughs> I just don't know. We, well, we never will know, but it's certainly something that Todd doesn't want out in the world mm. uh, because he is horrified. And Bruce says, "Oh, that's classic." <laughs> but Bruce uh, or Chris reveals uh, something else is a classic moment. 
<laughs> yeah, he says, oh, is it about as classic as when Liz found your mom in the pool house with the cabana boy? <laughs> I mean, really, Mrs. Patman would be horrified to hear herself liable to this fashion. Very true. She's a very stern woman, isn't she? <laughs> There's no way she's shagging cabana boys in a God pool knows. house. Uh, that's it and if she was it wouldn't be in the pool house like. oh god oh. Uh, well Bruce is appalled uh, and Manny lets out a cackle I like the moments where it's sort of revealed that Manny is you know chafing against being a sort of minion <laughs> good for you Manny and then we get the montage <laughs> I was kind of like surprised by this montage. It just seemed like such an unlikely place to have one. And yet it happened and I was delighted. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you say how this montage kicks off? Yeah, um, it starts off because Chris kind of leans back and he's like, oh, you guys wouldn't believe the stuff she's told me. So then we get like our song kicking in and it cuts to Chris talking to Enid, who's sitting alone at a table. And there's this close up of him whispering in her her ear. And I really hated it so much. I was just like, oh God, get away from her. <laughs> and then it cuts to like this super close up of Enid's face, but it's like like the nothing compares to you video kind of close up <laughs> where it's like super, super close and she just looks devastated. Oh, Poor okay. Enid. But uh she, it kind of then off. She does, yeah. She's really upset. And it kind of just jumps around then and kind of cuts to him whispering to Manny, um, like on an elevator or not on, on an escalator. Yeah, there's um, a lot of escalator whispering. They're all a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're all just spending their time going up and down. Up and down, up and down. That's it, because then it's like uh, Winston and Koichi are coming out of the lift at the mall and Chris tells them something as well. So it kind of it's kind of just him running around telling people things uh, and everybody looks really upset right after. Except there is yeah. one bit when he's telling Bruce something who, and Bruce just looks like he's absolutely loving whatever he's hearing anyway. Oh yeah, I think he's just sharing some hot gossip with Bruce. <laughs> yeah, very true. And in the best moment, it's like the music cuts for a second as uh, so it's like a little interruption in the montage where he approaches Lila and asks the time and Lila raises her wrist to her bejeweled watch and tells him it's half two or whatever mm. and uh, Chris says wow Liz was right she really looks like a real Rolex and then there is this absolutely hilarious close up of Lila's enraged face which is just like oh it's so good because she looks brilliant it's like it's, she starts off looking really anguished and then it just turns into fury and yes. it's so good brilliant oh my god I love her because <laughs> she's she really looks like she's about to why <laughs> very much so <laughs> So um, Liz joins her friends in the food court and they all get up and walk away and without a word, apart from Winston, who pauses and says, I thought I could trust you. Oh, he's so sad. He's so hurt. That's the thing. Like they're really, her actual friends are genuinely really upset by Mm. this. Yeah. And uh, Liz is, is upset too, but she's also confused. True. We cut to the Oracle office where Liz, who's wearing what looks like a sort of a checked old school school pinny, like a <laughs> gym slip, you know, mm. like a um that sort of has some buttons on the top half, is frantically looking for the diary, which he still hasn't found. When who should come in? But Todd. <gasps> yeah, he, he comes in and closes the door after himself and he's like, Look, if you wanted to break up with me, you could have said it to my face. Um and Liz is like, What is happening? What are you talking about? Uh, and he kind of starts giving her shit for this like hot date she had with Chris. Mm. Um and Liz is like, Whoa, what are you talking about? She's like, Nothing happened. Um, but then Todd's like, You told him about the fourth of July. We both swore we'd never tell anyone about that. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, What? what? 
<laughs> no. Our minds are in the gutter, listeners, so. I mean, come on. If you're um, going to say a stuck zipper got in his way, then what else are we supposed to think? <laughs> <laughs> well, Liz says, look, you know, I, I, I would never break your your trust. Hmm. Um and we cut to the moon beach where Jessica is defending Liz to the gang and says, look, you know, Liz would never share your secrets. She's Mother Teresa in a miniskirt. It's <laughs> quite the image. <laughs> More like Mother Teresa in a waistcoat. Oh, very true. <laughs> she often sports. Yeah, Mother Teresa in a miniskirt sounds like it's describing Jess because Mother Teresa was also kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, though actually, more, possibly also like Liz because pretending to be saintly while actually doing a lot of shitty Ooh, things. Oh, very true. Yeah, it works for both. <laughs> it does actually, yeah. Well, they are twins. Yeah. Lila, uh, wearing uh, quite the executive chic look, <laughs> says that they know Liz has been blabbing everybody's secrets. And uh, Winston is like, oh, they e- she even said about me taking my cousin to homecoming. And everybody's like, oh, we all knew that. <laughs> no, <laughs> poor Winston. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Jessica says that uh, the day Liz blabs secrets is the day Jessica stops wearing lipstick. But Lila gets a little jibe in. Yeah, she kind of turns and she goes, oh, we all know how fond you are of lipstick. Um, and Jessica's kind of like, what's that supposed to mean? Then Bruce chimes in saying, didn't you get busted for shoplifting lipstick last summer? Um, ah. And I think Lila's like, mm, mocha madness, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So now Jessica knows something really is up because mm. um, uh, she's she's this seems you, you know this seems to be proof that Liz has actually spilled the beans. Yeah. So she runs off um, and when she gets home, she accuses Liz and says, by the way, that uh, she didn't shoplift. <laughs> it was all an accident. Yeah, apparently it, it fell into her purse, she says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> OK, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> But Liz realizes that the only way people could, anybody could, could have, you know, found out all of these things hmm. was by reading her diary. <gasps> yes. Then she kind of, she retraces her steps and between them, they kind of figure out that Chris must have the diary because she remembers like dropping all her stuff outside. So yeah, yeah. that's figure that it out. the last time she remembers having it was hmm. that day. It was in her bag. We cut to the moon beach where Chris is holding forth because now he's like the center of attention <laughs> um, telling Bruce and Manny that girls like to be treated with respect and Bruce scoffs and says oh, anything's worth a try. <laughs> I know, he's such a shithead. <laughs> ultimate douchebag but so entertaining as well. Oh God, did you notice um, the return of the Tower of Chips? I didn't. Yeah, oh, it's back. <laughs> the Jenga Tower of Chips is back. Like it's gotten to the point now where we need some answers about yeah. this giant Tower of Chips. <laughs> is that a thing? I mean, we we have been proved wrong about you know American uh, things before, so maybe in California, everybody makes giant <laughs> Jenga chips. But... <laughs> it's a Southern California delicacy, rather than people trying to kill time between takes. <laughs> I have had uh, Jenga chips in Ireland, but it tends to be like you know really chunky chips mm. like I think El Mulligan Grocer used to do them um so uh, who Seanine of El Mulligan Grocer um <laughs> I know is a listener of the show and they do amazing food if anybody is in Dublin um but uh, I think they might have done Jenga chips at some stage in the past and they are a delight when it's chunky chips but not like Ooh. some random big stack of 
skinny fries. Oh yeah, no, these do not look like good chips. <laughs> but no, El Mulligan grocer chips as a Jenga. Yeah, I could get on board with that 1000%. Oh, I miss having chips. <laughs> Being handed food. It was great. Yes. <laughs> well, um, the Jess manages to get rid of Bruce in uh, quite a direct way. Oh God, yeah, because she wants to talk to Chris on his own and she's like, to Bruce and Manny, she's like, don't you two have places to go, girls to annoy? Mm. And um, Bruce is like, why? Things are heating up right here. Uh, <laughs> Jessica goes, mm, not for you, Bruce, and literally just pours his drink in his lap. <laughs> Which is great because he was just scoffing at the idea of treating girls with respect. Yeah. So he had that coming. <laughs> oh, he totally did. And actually, Enid and Lila are delighted by this. Uh, Lila dressed as a cat burglar. And Enid wearing dugrees and Timberlands, like a sort of uh, hip-hop artiste. She's very cute in it. (laughs) Um, She's, uh, they they both, you know, they're both rocking their respective styles. Very true. uh, They're on brand. Yeah. I'm enjoying. Um, So, uh, yeah, uh, Bruce says, always a pleasure, Wakefield. And struts (laughs) out. And Jessica turns on the charm with Chris aha yeah she tells him she has to confess something and that ever since he went out with Liz she can't get him out of her head and uh, kind of pulls some weird line about how ever since she was a little girl she's always wanted to have anything that Liz had um, and then she's like oh it's so hot in here I'm burning up and takes off her jacket but like it's not that her top is revealing or anything so no. she's just t- taking off her jacket <laughs> and it's a little bit strange um, but it's it's doing the job anyway no, <laughs> she, gets res- she gets results in fairness to her and Chris is like oh amazing um, <laughs> but uh, she says that her and Liz uh, have a special place where they only take very special friends she's like I'm sure you've heard all about it uh, so he's like oh yeah of course so she tells him to meet her there in half an hour um, he's like, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, so at this stage, it was kind of like, okay, there's clearly a plan in place here. Yes. Um, so she he runs out of his car to check the diary for the <laughs> secret special place. Uh, by the way, he's just been keeping it in his car the whole time. Which, yes. <laughs> which I wouldn't take for granted if I was mm. Jessica. But while he's looking through it, who should loom up behind him in the back seat? Oh, it's so good. The, the camera like pans across and there's Winston lying in wait. Hooray! <laughs> and he says, don't tell me what happens in the end. I want to be surprised. That's <laughs> just the diary out of Chris's hands. It's so good. Another great line delivery as well. I loved it. Oh. And then who should appear in the windows on each side of Chris? Oh, Todd appears at the door very menacingly. And then <laughs> Koichi turns up on the passenger side and he kind of winks at him. And at this point I was like, oh damn, okay, Koichi. <laughs> 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 Looking good over here. And then Koichi's there's this... got some charisma and charm. Koichi is very cute, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying him and Winston are a very attractive duo. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, we could just have a whole episode of them. I hope Koichi turns up again. I mean, who knows? Maybe him and Peggy will oh God. get together. <laughs> we can leave Peggy out of it, definitely. <laughs> but Poor um, man, Jamie Sutton, that's our oh Peggy Oh my is. God, for sure, yes. But um, yeah, so he's boxed in either side. And then again, there's an incredible oh. shot where <laughs> it's like all together, like Liz, Jess, Enid and Lila all like stride up together in unison and lean on the bonnet of his car like a girl gang who are about to kick <laughs> his fucking ass. And it's incredible. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. And um, uh, yeah, Winston, uh, so we, th- this seems to be sort of it for, yeah, I don't know what they 
why they they were surrounding because you think they're going to like take him out and give him a good talking to or at least Todd will unleash the fists of fury yeah throw a dig Todd come on yeah but no he just drives away <laughs> yeah that's it I suppose it's just like we all know we're all on to you now and we know that Liz wasn't spilling our secrets kind yes. of yes so uh yeah Koichi says uh, maybe you'll write about me someday to Liz and Liz says how could you leave uh you know how could I leave you out it's like well you could tell us his name for one I you left him out for 15 fucking episodes <laughs> <laughs> can we please keep him around for some more now because I enjoy him quite a lot yeah me too <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Liz and Tina really have a special bond, <laughs> and she apologizes to everybody for hurting them by writing about them. Um, but the reason she wrote down about all these things was so she would never forget <gasps> the important moments that they shared. Oh, and Winston says, you know, it shows that they, uh, you know, they they really know and trust each other. Um, so actually, it's it's nice that she knows so much about them all, though oh. not so nice that somebody stole where she'd written it all down. True. <laughs> um, so everybody sort of drifts off, um, apart from Todd and Jessica, and Todd apologizes, um, but says he doesn't get why Liz returned his roses. <gasps> yeah, and she's like, wait, what roses? And at this point, Jess is kind of trying to make a getaway in the background. Um, but again, and I thought she was going to just get away with all the, the shit that she had pulled up until this point. But yeah. Liz kind of like pulls it back in. She's like, oh, you were absolutely not going anywhere. Mm. Uh, so she gets her to confess that uh, that it was Jess that had kind of pushed Peggy on Todd and told Chris that Liz was crazy about him. Um, so they're like, ah, what the fuck? What are you talking about? But um, yeah, then Jess kind of after coming clean, she's like, look, I just felt like I hardly ever see you anymore. I thought if I got rid of Todd. She's like, look, I never meant for it to get as out of control as it did. Um, so she is sorry for, for all the stuff yeah. that she's done. And Liz is sorry too and says she'll make more time for her in future. Yeah. And actually, this is an example. Somebody um, asked us in our in our special episode, um, birthday episode last week. Somebody said, did we prefer book Jessica or TV Jessica? And we, we talked about how TV Jessica actually, you know, show some humanity and faces consequences for her actions and this is an example of that i think in the book jessica wouldn't have confessed or wouldn't have been really sorry mm. about it no like she not like she vulnerability unless it was like lizzie you <laughs> paid attention to me <laughs> yeah exactly like this is the, exactly the kind of thing that book jess would have just sailed away from mm. without any anyone even finding out that she had pulled all this stuff yeah um so uh yeah they um they have a nice little moment and as you said, Liz apologizes for neglecting her and says she'll make time for her in the future and they can put everything behind them. And she and Todd embrace and Jessica says, Oh, you guys are gross. But then they pull her in for a big group hug. <laughs> and she says, But I guess I can live with this. No. <laughs> and that's the end. Hooray. Free frame. Group hug. It's very cute. <laughs> That was such, it was a genuinely very entertaining episode. It really was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, again, I suppose now, yeah, and I'm not that super familiar with the book, The mm. Stolen Diary, but like, you know, it clipped along. There was some nice consequences. There was a fun montage. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this one. Yes. I mean, Chris was a middle-aged dad. <laughs> but, but you can't win them all. 
no. And actually, that's the thing in the book. He is more of the sort of the edgy, you know, kind of loner type. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but in the TV show, they've definitely decided to go in another direction. Very much so. Hard left in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> but we also got to meet Koichi, who, yes. even though they didn't bother actually giving him his name at any point no. during the episode, uh, I enjoyed him quite a lot. I thought he was great. Me too. And I, hopefully we'll see him again. Mm, I think because, we do, yeah. Because uh, did you notice when you looked him up? Did he? Did it look like he was cropping up in more than one episode? Yeah, I think he's credited in like seven episodes. Oh, okay. So hopefully he'll he'll make a few returns. He might be like Patty, where he kind of just kind of comes in and, and breezes off for a few episodes and then mm, comes back true. again. Um, uh, the way they do that every so often. Yeah, the way they seem to do with the people of color on the show. Ooh, yeah. I realized mm. quite a lot of them. Like, yeah. what happened to Carl? Oh, yeah. He's another very tertiary kind of character who just pops up. Yeah. Very rarely. Yeah. He was like Manny and Winston's manager in their uh, very short-lived radio show. (laughs) Well, there are... Oh, we've got 22 episodes in this season. So um, maybe uh, maybe he crops up again in in the rest of them. Mm, I Um, hope so. Well, listeners, Pi Beta Alpha members, let us know what you thought of Stolen Diary. Uh, how do you think it compared to the book? Yeah, let us know. Um, you, you, you know where to find us. Um, we are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. And we loved hearing your thoughts on uh, on our last episode. There was a, there was a lot of love for the um, for Je- Lila's description of Jessica as looking like uh, Elvira at a Pearl Jam concert. And it is a great line. Oh, it's an all time Lila put down for sure. Pippi Ann Shirley, I think, spoke for us all when she wrote. I will never, ever, ever forgive the producers for denying me Lila and Winston's poems. The <laughs> obvious feelings. <laughs> they were so emotionally overwrought. We needed to know more. Definitely. Yes. Uh, there was some love for the 90s TV coffee shop, uh, coffee house vibes. Mm. <laughs> um, Neri said, this is totally the inspiration for the SVH graphic novel, which is a good point. That's very true. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Trigtastic said, as a former teaching assistant, our profession is just never pay- portrayed well in shows. <laughs> Every time I watch any kind of show with a teacher, I'm always saying, they'd lose their job for this. <laughs> Education ruins all the fun. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there was some uh, Gideon said, when when we posted some photos from the uh, from the episode, said Jessica going from Anastasia in the second photo to 1960s share in the last one. She has the range. <laughs> facts are facts. <laughs> and uh, Neri said of the montage, sounds like all that's missing is a marimba for Lila to play. <laughs> we might have actually found out what kind of instrument it was. <laughs> oh my god! Someday. I mean, it's it sounds a bit like a marimba and a kalimba, um, and neither, and but doesn't really seem to be either of those things. So I guess it's you'll never a, know. A Sweet Valley mystery, yeah. Uh, um, so listeners, we will see you in one week at the main uh, main event. <laughs> it will when, be the main I, event. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this one because it is, of course, 
Miss Teen Sweet Valley. Ooh, it's going to be spicy. It's going to be twin against twin. Hell yeah. I mean, I hope uh, Lila has... I mean, after last week's episode with uh, where Lila took center stage, <laughs> I think it's going to be quite a come down to be focusing on the Wakefields again. <laughs> That's true. We'll have to just recalibrate our expectations again. <laughs> true. I mean, I'm hoping we'll get some good outfits. I because... feel like we'll have to, surely. I mean, it's a friggin' pageant, like, so yeah. What was the last one that there was a sort of pageant, like, there was the fashion show and it had oh, some amazing outfits. It did, yes. So, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it will. It won't be too disappointing after Lila's story because Lila's story really was a high that oh it's going to be hard to match. It truly was. Yeah, that was that that fucking book delivered. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, we will see you all there for the Miss Sweet Teen Sweet Valley contest, but we will see you back here in the Pi Beta Clubhouse in two weeks when we find out what happens when. Edith and Jessica are involved in a Serrano de Bergerac <gasps> style love triangle. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. And Edith puts love on the line. Yes. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.